Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. Today on the ZabeCast, LeBron James takes the scoring title thrown from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but did thousands of fans sacrifice the moment for a stupid video? Mr. X joins me for the most important game of the NFL gambling season, the last one, plus some words of caution. All that plus the sad state of TV sports punditry. Your 40-minute bonus edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! (laughs) Here we go! Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. LeBron stands alone! The NBA's all-time scoring record now belongs to LeBron James. And there it was, 38,388. And he is, I would say, still far from done yet when it comes to the points. All hail the king. LeBron James is your new all-time leading scorer in NBA history. We're going to talk about this for a second, then we'll bring on Mr. X and get to the Super Bowl. But some interesting things from this moment last night and some odd things as well. In particular, the way his teammates reacted. And then I wasn't a huge fan of something LeBron said to close his remarks for the night. But it was just another moment of cringe 
for the king of cringe, LeBron James. But he is the king. He is a phenomenal basketball player, arguably the greatest to have ever played the game. There is always going to be the Jordan versus LeBron debate, and you can argue it any number of ways. The one way that I would argue it, and I'm not arguing it, I'm just saying Jordan had a grip on the pop culture. LeBron is just known in the pop culture. And there's a difference there. I don't really know many LeBron fans, adult fans of LeBron James. And I'm not sure I knew fans of Jordan, but Jordan was the kind of player that would grab you by the shirt and shake you and make you pay attention. LeBron James, in this digital age, the cable age, in the social media age, and having been on the radar since he was 16 years old, maybe 14 years old, I think is a victim of the fact that, well, we were always going to be overexposed to him. I guess LeBron has squared his debt with Cleveland given the fact he started there, broke their hearts, went to Miami, won two titles there, then went back to Cleveland and won one for Cleveland, which I think squared everything up, and then, of course, went to the Lakers and won one more in the bubble, which a lot of people want to hang an asterisk on. I don't really care to argue that or get into it, but what's his home? I guess it's Cleveland. He seems to obviously, though, now, given his other interests and movie ventures and his celebrity status, he obviously puts a lot into Los Angeles. It's funny. People think, how can he not be the greatest Laker of all time? Well, there's a lot of great Lakers. I would say he might only be the third or fourth greatest Laker, depending on how you slice it. He did a lot of things he has done and continues to do a lot of things that are very positive. He has stayed completely out of any kind of scandal, legal trouble, major controversy, or other otherwise things that, you know, a lot of athletes end up entangled in. He has been, by all accounts, we don't know for sure, a good father, good husband, good parent. He started the LeBron James Academy, which is an undoubtedly good thing, and he's been a great role model for kids. Maybe one of the best quotes about LeBron came from Nikola Jokic saying the guy didn't have a prime. He's been in his prime for 20 years. Prime now. Prime now. (laughs) Give it to me now. But for the good things that he did, it does frustrate me that the lowest moments he never faced the kind of accountability that he should have from the media. And the two most egregious things, in my opinion, and maybe I forgot one or two, but the two that stick out to me are the China issue with uh, Taiwan, and more importantly, not just the bowing down to China over sneaker money, but more importantly, it was the throwing of Daryl Morey under the bus and basically advocating for censorship of an American citizen at the behest of his Chinese masters because of money. That was a low point, without a doubt. But it was even lower when he tweeted out a 
tweet about a police officer in, in Minneapolis, I believe it was, Minnesota maybe, a police officer unfortunately had to lethally shoot a teenage girl who was wielding a knife in a brutal driveway fight with another girl and was about to possibly stab the other girl to death. And the officer had to react in a split second, shot the assailant with the knife, she died. Both the assailant and the would-be victim were black, and the officer was white, and LeBron James, with his who knows how many million Twitter followers, rushed out and said, you're next in all caps with a picture, a screen cap of the officer who was never charged or even disciplined for any wrongdoing. He saved a life. You're next, he said, hashtag accountability. He would go on to delete the tweet, but never made comment about it, was never forced by the media to say, hey, do you think you went too far? Those are the things that put real lives in danger, not just of that officer, but other officers around the country. That was an absolute low moment. It was despicable, and he never paid the price for it. There was also the thing about his alleged racial slur on the gate of his home in L.A., which there's no evidence that it ever happened. No security footage from his mansion. The police, when they arrived, didn't find the slur because it was allegedly painted over at like 8 in the morning. And they never came close to finding who it might have been. And the whole thing just sort of washed away. By all accounts, it was absolutely a racial hoax. And what sort of shakes me a bit about LeBron is that he was seemingly okay with going along with it. Whether he cooked it up or not, the fact that he had no problem pushing that forward, it makes you go, okay, whoa. But like I said, there's good and there's bad. And I mentioned the good, and he's a hell of a basketball player. He never really moved my needle. I thought the celebration after the shot to give him the record was odd. He was alone. That might have been by design, or maybe his teammates knew it not to go mob him. It was an individual moment, and God forbid anyone that goes and gets in his shot (laughs) to run up and hug him. It was also interesting to see all the people with their cell phones out. And a number of people weighed in on this on social media with a tisk tisking of, oh my God, they're missing the moment on their stupid phones. And in general, I get it. We're all on our phones too much. We all prioritize Oh my God, I got to get a picture. We take pictures of our food. Talk about first world problems. Taking pictures of our food. Imagine going back in the day in the 70s, 80s, even 90s with a roll of film to a photo mat and they go and develop it and they see pictures of food on the, on the photos. They would probably t- call the cops and say, we have a lunatic here. They're taking pictures of their food. But in the digital age where photos are easily taken a million at a time, storage upon storage upon storage, gigabytes upon gigabytes upon gigabytes. We're all guilty of it. 
me too. That said, you know, the comparisons of the Jordan shot over Brian Russell, iconic with the first 20, 30, 40 rows of fans in Utah in anticipatory shock and horror as the ball hung in the air in that iconic still photograph, not a single phone in sight because it was 1992 compared to the similar photograph from LeBron on Tuesday night. You got to say, well, okay, the reason that people didn't have their phones out in 1992, 91, 90, God, I should look that up, is that we didn't have them. You know that had we had them, people would have had the phones out. And I get it that on the one hand, you want to enjoy the moment, but there was one guy down low on the court, old dude, silver hair, no phone, just sitting there watching it. Um, I thought somebody said that was Phil Knight. I don't think it was. Somebody who knows who that was, let me know. But I get it that you can say it's not pure to worry about taking a video of it. But what if you're holding your phone, just hear me out here, not in front of your face. What if you make sure to set it to an appropriately wide angle? You keep in your mind, okay, make sure to keep it steady as the moment happens. Don't let anyone jostle you. Don't jump up and down yourself. And then watch the moment with your own eyes right over top of the phone. Is that okay? Is that acceptable? You know me, I'm the king of collecting these digital assets, and part of it is it's one thing to say, oh, I saw that. It was great, wasn't it? And it's another thing to go, yeah, but I was down in the 12th row or the third row, and I've got video. Here, you want to see it? At which time I think many people might go, yeah, no, I don't, don't need to see that. I don't think we're ever going back from the digital asset age where people are going to want to get that on their phones. Then there was this, file this under old man shakes fist at clouds. I get it, but I don't care. Somebody has to say it. Jesus, LeBron, what's wrong with you? With this sign-off line after addressing the crowd on the microphone. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. I mean, are you kidding me? Is it too much to ask to not issue an expletive? And I'm not here to say, oh, the tender ears of the children. They know that word. Many use that word. But role models and global icons, as LeBron likes to look at himself, should at least in the moment try to rise above. Talk about cringe. (laughs) That was his final words to the crowd. (laughs) Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. I mean, okay. Okay. You never did trademark Taco Tuesday. Maybe one day he will. All hail the king, LeBron James, touted for greatness from a tender young age, still going strong. Amazing athlete. I'm sure loved by millions just for me. Eh. I'm an MJ guy. Always will be. Let's talk some football. Mr. X is ready for Super Bowl 57. 
Hello. Now boarding <laughs> Super Bowl 57. Guess you're not coming out here to Arizona. You had grand designs on finding a ticket or two. Still working on it. Are you really? Well, if I had one, I'd go, but I... Uh, $4,500 get in price. And it may no, be, that ain't, it ain't may, happening. That, that ain't <laughs> happening. I, uh, I asked the poll question, which is uh, on Twitter earlier this week, what would be the most you would pay to see your team in the Super Bowl? And the answers were $500. $1,000, $5,000, or $9,999.99. Not surprisingly, that last answer got only 6%. Most people said either 1000 or 500 bucks. That's it. Well, the sticker price is 1000 So Is that the list? Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the list prices are right about 1000 Yeah, okay. that's the gate price or season ticket holder price or whatever you call it. Didn't so, you go to one of the ones with the Redskins yeah, back in the day? I did. I went to the, let's 17? Call it the Doug Williams. I don't know the number. The Doug Williams game. Okay. Yeah, um, when they beat Denver and Elway. Uh, 87-88. Right. Like and what did you round. pay for that one in San Diego? Oh man, it was it was it was it was a big number for the day. It was a hundred. <laughs> Shut up. How did you get the how'd you get the ticket? Uh, I got a handful. I ended up getting too many, so I had to shed some. I think I got them through season ticket holders here in D.C. that had access um, and weren't going. Of course, this was the day where if you had access as a season ticket holder and you were eligible to get the ticket, you had to like sell it to a guy in the office because there was no secondary market unless you wanted to go to a hotel and deal with a shady guy in the lobby. Yeah, but you it's, know, the, the, it's the Super Bowl. So no, you- I'm saying, but... But an, an average adult male that has a ticket in his hands has now got a lot of friends. But the point is, if he can't sell it for a markup because there's no StubHub. There's no online. Yes, he can sell it for a markup. You just sell <laughs> it in person for a markup. You say, yeah, I paid 100 How about you pay 200 Yeah. It, no, I hear you. It just didn't happen much didn't have much and i i got some. how many did you buy roughly speaking two of us went me and a buddy just we were saying young single guys we were it was at 87 so so i was 27 years old and and then at the, like three days before i had a high school friend that worked for the team and he's like hey i got two extras you guys want I'm like yeah 50 yard line upper deck but 50 yard line so at then i had 100 bucks a pop yeah and then i had to sell off the ones i'd gotten through the team so yeah but that's the you know the back then the ticket wasn't the deal it was the um, the package I got a travel package for a, through a certain former kicker who will be nameless who was straight on with a square toe and uh, it was a freaking ripoff oh really <laughs> it was horrible it was classic you know you buy a package and it was lodging and everything but the game ticket and we were at a flea bag motel like forty minutes from San Diego. <laughs> With, like, you know, that, that egg brunch like you see on that commercial during the games. Do you children want some eggs? <laughs> it was terrible. Well, that's incredible. So why would you want to go to this one, given that neither – I mean, your team's not in it. No. I got uh, I got, uh, I got uh, relatives in, in um, Phoenix? Scottsdale, Phoenix oh. area. So you, know, you got a freebie place to stay, and it's just airfare <laughs> and a game ticket. Why not? Because usually, you know, the hotel's all jacked. Whoa, up whoa, all whoa, week, whoa. So. whoa, whoa, whoa. 
the ticket is going to easily eclipse a a four night stay at the Four Seasons here at yeah, four thousand five hundred dollars get in price. <laughs> so, so in other words, your thought of hey, I should go to the game because I got a place to stay. Then it could be relatively cheap. It, no, those days are over, bro. Well, you know what? It's a package. It's, what you just said reminds me of it's when a I package. at the <laughs> last second, I, I flew up to the uh, game one of the 2007 World Series when the Sox played um, Colorado. Okay. Last with four little boys at home, I was surprised. Mrs. X goes, "Hey, why don't you go?" And I was like, "Don't have to ask twice." And I, I got like a, um, I got the ticket somehow fairly reasonable. But after I got it, there wasn't a hotel in town. Right. And I ended up in like the presidential suite, like the last thing on the market for like four fifty for the night. And so I told her, I said, well, I got the ticket for a hundred, but I had to pay four fifty for the hotel. And she, you know, read me the ride act. That's not fair. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 wait, I got it backwards. The hotel was a hundred and the ticket was four fifty, and she said, "Oh well, then it's okay." <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, yeah. what's the difference? It's a package. That's what I mean. Well, I have said over and over again, this league has become a TV show about quarterbacks, yep. and that notion that it's more TV than for the fans in attendance is being reinforced by what Goodell said today at the Super Bowl at Radio Row Media Day or his annual press conference, saying they plan to flex next year. Both Thursdays and Mondays. So, in other words, you're a fan that has a ticket for a Monday night showdown late in the Ooh. year between Team A and Team B. You've arranged all your travel, all the babysitting and everything else. And the season yeah. goes along, and Team B is shit in the bed. Team A is good. It's a 12 point spread. And so two weeks prior, they go, yeah, now nah, we're getting that one out on Monday, and we're going to put it on Sunday. You're yeah. kind of fucked. And they don't yeah, care. They don't care okay. about the fans in the seats. It's a TV show, for God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, if you're a, if, you know, I, I used to know back when I was younger, you know, a lot of guys that would take, like, that one road trip a year, you know, to go see their team, especially yes. if they, you know, like if, if you lived in Virginia and you were a Packer fan, they might go see one Packer road game a year, pick a city and go do it. You can't do that with what you just described. Yeah, for sure. Look, it's, if, it's if, if Rogers ends up being traded to the Raiders and the Packers and Raiders get put on the schedule for say November 7th. Okay. And mm-hmm. Rogers breaks his leg. God forbid in week two, and the Raiders proceed to shit the bed the rest of the way, and the Packers are good, they're probably not going to put that game where it was originally scheduled on Monday night. Yeah. And all these Packer fans, because they're going to come out and force for that game, whether Rodgers is a Raider or not, are going to have to scramble. Or, you know, pretty soon we're going to start having load management games like the NBA. Shut You shut (laughs) your face. Well, that's you know, that, that's the league wants to get to 18 games. And I have said the only way to sanely get to 18 games would be to have an 18-game schedule, but you would mandate that every individual player cannot play in more than 16 of those 18. So you would yeah. be tasked with load managing your roster, including your quarterback, if 
you have one of the few quarterbacks who stays upright the whole year. And that's only about half the league at best. Sure. Well, we created the position uh, capologist. Now you're going to create a load managologist or right. something like that. Now, everyone I've run that by, and you can tell me what you think, everyone I've run that by hates that idea with the passion of 10,000 burning suns. Where do you come down? 5,000. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's, I, yeah, I don't I like actually, it. maybe it's because it's my idea that I'm more wedded to it, but I think people got to embrace the fact it would lead to incredible strategy. And fantastic sports radio. I look at it selfishly like it'd give us something to talk about. And it would give us locker room material if good team A decides to bench star quarterback X because they see a scrub team coming up and they've got to use at least two sit-outs. They're like, hey, they're sitting sitting Mahomes against us? Fuck those guys. (laughs) Well, you're going to go another – yeah, you're going to go another level, which is the do you strategically put your your lower lineup out there for the for the game that you know um, hurts your opponent more? Or you know, it, remember when the Eagles rolled over on was it Peterson's last game when the Eagles rolled over and right. gave uh, Washington the division? Yes. I mean, you're going to start to strategically figure out. Okay, we don't want to lose. But if we're going to lose, we'd rather lose to these guys than lose right. to the. You know, you're going to start to really. Kind of, um, it's like showing up for um, the game that, you know, okay, the Packers, if they're going to do something bad, um, they want it to hurt the Vikings, you know, right. that kind of thing. But the, so that, the, that, the, yeah, but the better teams with the good quarterbacks may say, well, shit, we're not going to sit our good quarterback until we have to, which is late in the season. And so you might get to the end of the season and then realize, oh, shit, we're now in the hunt for a playoff spot. Sure. And we haven't sat our guy yet. Yeah, well, got to do a whole plan. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that said, it, it, you know what? You could you could implement that rule. People could hate it. It will not affect the steamroller that is the NFL. Nope. I saw mm-hmm. the number for the flag football game, and it was a 6.2. Yeah. And it was only off from a 6.7 last year when they were playing patty cake in pads. Yeah. And helmets. The 6.2 is a bigger number than the best single game in the Stanley Cup final this past year. Yeah. That's incredible. I don't know. You know, my kids aren't that smart, so I don't know if they're right. But X3 gave me a speech about, you don't understand, Dad. The Pro Bowl is for is not for guys Old like men. football fans. Pro Bowl is for kids. Yeah. Kids are happy to see their guy playing skills game and on the beach if you're a teenager or a youngster. I don't know if he's right. Maybe that's where the 6.2 comes. I don't know. Well, it came from somebody. I think it came from a lot of people going, well, I don't know. There's no NFL this weekend. What's the next closest thing? Oh, fakey NFL with guys in shorts and bucket hats. Speaking of fakey NFL, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've noticed this. Maybe this is old. I noticed it starting like last year. I always would watch, and you know, background. I have the my favorite pregame show was the NFL Networks show the last okay. few years. So I always have that on. I'm not necessarily watching it, but it's on. You know, from when I wake up till game time. In the playoffs, they always, you know, when the when the show ends at one, they always put a trick game on immediately at one. Have you ever noticed that? A what I mean, trick is like game. Yeah, like for example. Uh, last year, let's say, uh, you know, it's the ch- uh, round where the Chiefs are, are 
playing Buffalo um, in you know whatever conference finals or I guess last year would have just been say just say an old game. You don't need to. Well, no. What I'm people. saying is, if the day is if today's big game is KC Buffalo, when they finish the pregame show at one o'clock, they put the last KC Buffalo game on. Oh, oh, oh! That's what so you mean by trick. No, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm, sometimes I'm five minutes into the game when I realize why is it dark out? It's one o'clock. Well, you they're know? they're they 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 would never cannibalize cannibalize their own product. Well, it's like, does that actually? Um, well, what, what, are they, what are they going to do? Good. Minutes? I don't know. It, it, get, it got you for a little bit. Yeah. Well, does that actually help the ratings? And last time, well, this game last week, the championship round, um, I, you know, I'm putting wood on the fire and getting ready for the game. And I, I'm outside getting the last little wood. And, and all of a sudden, I hear uh, X3 rolling out of bed. He says, uh, for the three o'clock game. And he says, um, I thought uh, San Fran and Philly played the first game. Now look over. It's the uh, Bengals Chiefs from last year. Well, okay. And so they they, fully okay, from- okay, okay. All right. Two things. One, they have to show something. They yeah. can't just show bars and tone. So they're going to put a game on. And yeah. secondly, Mister X, as you should know, since you have three TVs, thanks to <laughs> yours truly, okay. some people might want to put that old game on next to the current game. Just wow. to remind themselves, oh, that's right. The last I, time they played, this happened. I'm just saying that's a possibility. I guess I feel like, you know, put something on. The last thing I want to watch during the uh, uh, Chiefs-Bengals game, if I said I don't want to watch this, but what else is on? I wouldn't say, oh, another Chiefs-Bengals game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you 
how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. All right, uh, let's recap real quick because we got a lot to get to here. Real quick, the championship round games because I didn't have you on last week. Your thoughts on the two championship round games. Oh, well, um, I mean, the first one was a mulligan. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a sad thing to watch. I, I might've been the first time in my life I've ever seen a team actually go. If they, if they had a towel, they could have thrown in the ring. They would have, the Niners were like, okay, let's go home. I mean, it was over with that once, 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 uh, what's his name went back in the game and could throw the ball 11 inches. I mean, it was just, it was pointless. And Shanahan didn't even look like he, you know, you're thinking, hey, if he can't do anything, at least let McCaffrey run Wildcat. Let's try something. And my son said, Dad, they've quit. <laughs> they've quit. Let's go. Run so that Wildcat. was unfortunate. I thought that was going to be a great game. It was, yeah, it was I know. Just, we so, were robbed of what could have been a classic for sure. Yeah. And, you know, for a, over a year now, X2 has said to me, why don't the NFL have the rule that hockey has where you have like a goalie in each town. For yeah. An emergency. And, and e-bug. Yeah. We talked, we yeah. talked about this uh, on the podcast earlier this week. And do you know that the e-bug is actually available in the NHL to both teams? Yes. Yeah. It's in one in each city. It doesn't yeah. matter which team. Yeah. You. yeah. I think, an I, e- I, think an e- think I think an EQB would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know who you'd have. It'd be fun to think of one day on your show. Think of who would you have from each city? Like, well, you know, his name Washington is, would probably be Babe Lothenberg. His name is Tom, and he recently <laughs> got divorced, and he likes to take selfies in his underwear. There's your yeah, e-bug right there. He's not going to be around. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that said, about the other game, Bengals Chiefs. Oh, great game! I thought it was too much whining about the refs. I already told you that, but um, sure. Yeah. No, it was. Um, it was, it was also, in some ways, I was really disappointed, even though it came down to the wire. But, heck, the Chiefs uh, lost every every wide receiver in action, except for MVS. They, and it was a joke what they had to try to do. I, I was very impressed with Mahomes just trying to play with, like, the two backup tight ends as wide receivers on the fly. That was, that was kind of a, a – I know the game went to the gun, but it still was kind of – not as quality a game as I had hoped because it was just right. people were dropping out of the lineup like flies. I went one and one on the week, and um, 
I don't know if I've ever cared less about losing a good size bet when I lost that Niners. I mean, if you ever saw a game where you're like, what? Yeah, okay, that one's over. <laughs> why? Like, why wouldn't you care? Why wouldn't you be pissed? Well, what I mean is, I you sometimes you say, "Why did I pick this side?" Or, "Gee, I had it wrong." Oh, it absolved. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. you, you, a, you didn't want to lose money first and foremost. No. But you don't want to lose money while being dead wrong about a fair, even strength game. Exactly. So the fact that right. the game got washed out because Barbaro broke his leg. Basically, you're like, all right, well, we don't know if I was right or wrong, so at least there's not that. The humiliation was not on top of the financial loss. Okay, so that spins us into the Super Bowl, and I have been leaning. By the way, what did I go in the championship round? That's a pretty good question. That's two weeks ago. I I can't remember what I took, but that said, let's spin it forward to the uh, Super Bowl itself, and I have been – leaning, verbally leaning with anyone who asks, Chiefs, for the last, who knows, seven, eight, nine, ten days. Only today, when I was playing golf with my good friend Dave Edwards, a.k.a. Big Tex, now he's Big Cactus because he moved from Texas back to Arizona, which is where he loves it the most, and he took me out to play at his club. He played semi-pro football himself which is crazy. Basketball guy, but he played semi-pro football, just beating his body to shit. But he and I were talking about the game, and he's kind of talked me into the Eagles, and I think I'm definitely on the Eagles. I said, you know what, Dave? It does feel like the Eagles are sitting there in plain sight as just the better all-around team, better offensive line. The defense may not have a lot of superstars, but they have been coming and coming and coming and very disruptive, and – they're almost like when the Buccaneers defense was coming together and gelling and just walloped Mahomes and company in the Super Bowl. And it's like the Seahawks and the Legion of Boom when they destroyed Peyton Manning. Sure, the Chiefs have Mahomes. That's great. How many of their wide receivers are going to be healthy? And is Kelsey enough? And are they good enough all around? Do they have the running back, the running game? I'm afraid I'm going to have to be on the Eagles, Mr. X, even though it will make me vomit to see that city win another title. Yeah, you know, uh, X2 said to me last week, he said, Dad, the Eagles won a Super Bowl with Foles. They bottomed out, became horrible, canned their coach, they're back in the Super Bowl, and Ron Rivera's talking about his fourth year and how they might get close to being in the playoffs. <laughs> right. What the hell? Right. Not only, not only all that. Yeah, they've rebuilt already, and, and, and now they'll be in with two completely different teams. And meanwhile, Washington's saying, be patient. <laughs> they, they also cashed out their so-called franchise QB after paying him a franchise yep. salary in Wentz yep. because mm-hmm. they admitted they made a mistake. They saw what they had in Wentz post-knee injury and the way he was not really vibing with the team, and they're like, you know what? We're out. And they didn't dawdle. They didn't. They weren't like pot committed, like, ah, oh, God, let's try to keep making it work. They're like, fuck it, let's move on. And they bounce back. It's amazing. You know, it's the biggest team game as far as you need a team, not an individual. Mm-hmm. I know quarterback's important, but still, compared to the other sports, it's a team game and a true cap that makes people move from team to team. You don't need a rebuilding plan. You need a guy to do it tomorrow. Yeah. 
These, anyone that says five-year plan should be fired immediately. There is no five-year anything. And a three-year plan is also way too long in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I so I guess I'm on the Eagles minus the, what is the number as we sit here on a Wednesday? Uh, one and a half. Minus if you're one good, and a half. No matter what team you're picking this week, just play the money line. It makes sense on either side. Just, you know, play the money line. What is the money line on the Eagles? Well, like, for favorite? example, the Eagles, why would you lay a point and a half and 110 when the money line is like 125? Just if you want the Eagles, just play them to win the game. I, I risk the 125 instead of lay a point and a half. Because there's a That's chance they could win by one? Well, be, well, there is a chance. Call it small. But if you're wrong, it's not enough of a difference to matter to you. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm paying – 15% from 110 to 125 for yeah. a single point. Um, no? Okay. Normally you'd pay 20 cents for that to buy it from one and a half to two. Normally you'd pay one. If you bought it down on a regular game to minus a half of a point, because there'll be no ties, you would normally pay 130. So you're getting a small premium. Okay. That's why I say take the money line. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then it don't matter. <laughs> uh, total is at 50, I believe, or thereabouts. 50 and a half, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hard – look, at the end of the day, this is maybe one of the hardest Super Bowls to predict I can recall in both the side and the total. I have – I, too, have waffled, and my usual rule when you waffle is go find another game, but, of course, there There's is no other game. game. This is it. Right. Except the um, the NFL Network will probably have a rematch of the Eagles Chiefs going on at the same time. No, but um, I will tell you this, and then I'll I preface it. I know I hate to hear people say I already have or this or that, but for my VIP group before the last uh, conference championships, I advised everyone to take the NFC. You know, you can bet the NFC to win no matter who it is. And so I told everyone, take the NFC to win the Super Bowl because you were getting plus 110 or plus 115. Mm-hmm. They were For reasons I don't understand, every place in the world had them as a dog. And I said the Philly-San Fran winner will be favored, so take the plus odds now because you'll have minus later. And that is what happened. You're, you know, So everybody has them at plus 110, and now you have to like lay 125. But then after the game, I did get the one outcome I didn't want. I would have liked San Fran over either team. I would have liked Philly over Cincy. I am struggling to take Philly to keep my Philly position. I may, you know, just double up on the other side. I'm leaning KC now for one for this reason. Hey, you play who you play. The schedule is who you play, and whoever that coach was that said you are what your record is. And Philly's been great. I just. I cannot think of a team that ever had an easier path to a Super Bowl than them playing the pathetic Giants yeah. and the ninth-string quarterback on the Niners. It was a quick. It was a quick two-step hop, bing bong, oh. and here they are. Yeah. And they didn't even have to like. They didn't have to even open up the playbook, and they're in the Super Bowl. And I was, and so what? You know, it's not their fault. I get that, but Jalen Hurts, as good as he is. I went through and I tried to find a close game that he won in the fourth quarter. It's just not really there. 
They won their games easy, and when they lost, they lost bad. Um, and There's not a huge data my, set. There's only basically no, two years of true. starting. That is true. But I do not want to put my money on a guy who really is in one of his first big games and hasn't really even had any. I guess it. I guess the Chiefs are clearly the veteran team, and I'd rather be with the veteran than with a bunch of guys playing in their first game, a uh, first big game, really. But I am not ready to bet the Chiefs yet because there's too many injuries we've got to find out about, and it's hard to get intel this week because they lie this week more than ever. Yeah, they do. I mean, if the Chiefs receivers are banged up, I'll stick with Philly. But if they're going to be healthy, I think I'm going to switch to KC. And I know I'm not giving you like some great old lock here, but that's the truth of where I am right now. All right. Uh, this is a Wednesday podcast uh, for the final call from Mr. X. You can go to his website and sign up there at callmemrx.com. we got to go prop a palooza, and then you've got a story Lots. about the X2, X3, X4, Donnybrook with Mrs. Oh. X. Tonight, yeah, yeah. We're we're working on props. Are you going to do your props first, or do you want mine? What, what are we doing? I don't have any props. Oh, I was going to okay. leave them up to you. I was going to comment on your props. You were going to bring me gotcha. props. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, All right, wait, wait, wait. I got one prop. What do you one got? prop given to me by my friend Aaron Oster, who is now the marketing manager for the Circa, who wants to have Zabe Vegas there, but it's probably not going to be this year. Ouch. I know. Can we go anyway? <sighs> I I was really – I did not have a good time in Vegas when I was there this past weekend. Really? Well, I stayed at the Luxor. That'll pretty much mm-hmm. ruin your yeah. fucking mood about Vegas in a hurry. That dump. Yeah. Okay, that uh, – I digress. Yeah. He said he likes over three and a half yards on Patrick Mahomes' first rushing right. attempt. Tell him I will hold that bet. <laughs> for him really you I think see that he's bet. gonna rush for one or two yards or three yards only well and get look, tackled the thinking is the thinking is if he's gonna run for positive yards he's gonna You're get right. a few yards right and if not you throw it away and take the take the you know throw it out of bounds so i see the logic in that I will just say I, I, I hesitated because almost everybody has that number at three and a half, whether you're a running back or a quarterback or whatever. They always put the first one at three and a half. And it always seems like too low. And I'm just, it just, it doesn't seem to hit very often. And I would say this you, you, that's fine play. You better um, hope you don't have a third and one quarterback sneak. You know, you better hope you don't get to the one-yard line and, and sneak for a touchdown. Oh. There's a lot of sneaks. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about no. that. <laughs> if he scrambles, it should right. be over three and a half. If he runs the sneak on short yardage, you ain't getting four yards. So yeah. it's a I, tough call. I, it's I for- almost like gambling. I know. I forgot about that sneak <laughs> action. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that said, what do you got that sticks out for you on props? Reminding everyone that props do vary by book. There is no universal set of props, and every book out there is starting to cook up newer and more exotic ones that sometimes cross-pollinate with other sports going on that weekend. I'm glad you reminded me that, because the worst thing about props is the juice, you know, that you lay will really change, and especially between now and, say, Friday or Saturday. And you'll see something open at, you know, minus 110, and it'll be minus 180 before long. 
which, you know, tells you you're probably were on the right side. But look, I, I can't, th- I could write down the number of times I lay minus 150 or more on anything. Is and, it a general that, rule that they don't move the prop lines like no. the point spread? They just right. move the odds to even it out? Correct. Okay. They move the odds to get you to stop playing it and get action on the other side. They don't want to set up a middle on some little thing like that. But, you know, this was back we talked when you had me on briefly with Jay, when um, you see all the clowns on these shows saying, like last week, oh, I like Kelsey to go over six and a half catches. They're laying 220. What? Shut up. I mean, the number went up, up, up. And, and, and you know, if, if you just want me to pick a winning prop on your show, I'll pick minus 180s all day long. But you have to hit <laughs> 70% to break even. So that right. anybody giving you that advice is giving you crap advice. Okay. Right. So if I give a prop out, I had this last year, the guys would email me like, well, you know, you said this, but it's up to minus 195 in my shop. And I'm like, don't play it. Don't play it then, yeah. You know, is there is there a threshold at which you'll not play a prop? Is it 140, 150, 160? You know, if we get into crazy props, it's possible. But to me, you get me to 140, 150 on any bet, I'm, I'm usually on the plus side of those. I'm a guy who's going to take plus 160 and only be right 40% of the time and be making money. That doesn't look good on these daily crap shows because they want to think yeah. they're right all the time. And they're losing money. Yeah. I'd rather be uh, right less and win money. <laughs> you know, I do it different. But All so right. yeah, I, I can't imagine really ever going up to one fifty or more. That's just kind of a ballpark. How now. much? How much would you advise to put down on a prop? Let's say I'm a typical hundred dollar a game better. You want to keep the props to at least no more than you would bet on a otherwise single game in the NFL. Is that a good you, benchmark? Well, if you don't want to win much, <laughs> no. So you don't um, mind you don't mind going heavy on a prop if you really believe in it. No, I, that's 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 an exaggeration. Props should never. Well, let's put it this way: if my conviction is on the game, okay, and I and I'm betting the game, the props are a throwaway for fun, whatever that number is, okay. But if I really the Super Bowl is the one time where if I don't have a conviction on the game. Then I'll bump up my props. Okay, Does that makes sense. All right. So if you're like, if you if you really are going back and forth all week, like you said, I want KC. No, wait, I might want Philly. I'm like, okay, if you're that sure, go find some props. If you're that unsure, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. If you're if you're that, if you're that unsure, don't know who to pick. Okay, right. yeah. But okay. If you're, so do you, you have know, any props? Yeah. Here's what we got. And boy, we man, we were working hard on this. I'm telling you, my 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 first one I have is. Under seven punts for the game. Okay. And my quick logic to that is you have punt when you're three and out or when you're chicken shit at midfield. <laughs> Both of these coaches like to go on fourth downs in the, in, let's just call it the midfield area. Both teams have good, decent kickers that will take a long field goal attempt maybe. Philly loves to go on fourth down. So I, I just have this feeling that, and they both have offenses that can, can sustain long drives. Yeah, I like that. So fewer possessions. 
Um, I don't know if that means over or under because a long drive for a touchdown, 12 plays for a touchdown is great. 12 plays for a field goal or a turnover on downs kills the over. So I don't like the total, but I do think both teams can sustain drives. The last point on that is the Chiefs have this kind of mystique of being this Mahomes big play offense. They're not a big play offense. Tyreek Hill is gone. They're at eight yard to Kelsey kind of offense. He throws all day, but he doesn't go downfield much. They have a lot of long drives. So I just like the idea that they'll get to midfield and go forward or score, okay. and I don't think there'll be a lot of punts. So under, that's mine. Under seven punts. I also took uh, I took Mahomes to go over four and a half carries. Similar to what you said early, I think his ankle's better. I think the number's a little low because there's worry about him. And if you if you get a couple scrambles, great. And don't forget, there's always a couple kneel downs at the end that count as rushes. So I took him over four and a half. I like that too. I, I think when you know he protects himself for health, but when you know, hey, you get to this game, you know, there's no, there's no uh, protecting. You got all off season to heal. Yards, let's go. So that's the what I took. Then kids and I worked hard on these. Um, X, you start us. X two came over visiting tonight for dinner, and I had him and X three going hard at the props. Till at one point they said, why are you talking to us? The king of all basketball is X4, who's away at Virginia Tech. And I remember, you're right, he's always hit those because he knows, he knows more about the G League than I know about the NFL. It's ridiculous. Um, so we combined, and here's what we got. First of all, I got Manchester United goals to be more than Gainwell's catches. <laughs> okay. Uh, Manchester could put up a few, uh, can put up some points playing leads this week. They played them today. They scored two. They could have scored eight. So I think Manchester, compared to most soccer games, can put up three or four goals maybe. And Gainwell's not a pass catcher. So I like that. Uh, here's X Force from college that I just took. We got the Eagles to score more points than Jalen Brown. Okay. Uh, is he? He's the guard on the Celts, I believe. Yes. And he, he's been down lately, and he says uh, Memphis has way too many perimeter defenders um, to, that can defend Jalen Brown, and he's scored under 20 a game the last three times he's played Memphis. I couldn't believe he did that. I told him he should be doing homework, but anyway, that's what he gave me, and I like that. So and considering the Eagles should be in the 20s, we got that one. He also gave me uh, the Lakers-Warriors game to have more points than Jalen Hurts has passing yards. Okay, 225, I'm guessing, in that neighborhood? Yeah, a little bit higher. 225, 250? Yeah, a little higher for both. And I think uh, Hurts has a better chance to go down on that one. And then we also have um, Goddard's receptions, the Philly tight end, to be more than Jason Tatum's assists. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. He said Tatum's not passing the ball. He's lucky to get three assists a game. And it's a big game on, uh, you know, whenever those guys know that they're in the props, they want to score. So he might put up some points, but he's not putting up assists. So we'll All go right. with Goddard. I think could have a good game anyway. Okay. Uh, that covers my cross sports props, except here's one to watch. They do love this. X2 pointed out to me. They have those ones now that are popular. They call them anytime touchdowns. And if don't you know score, what that is. That means do you score a touchdown during the game. Okay. 
anytime, don't matter, first let just did you score? And this guy that's the backup tight end or the second tight end for Casey named Fortson. Yep. Who I believe his last pass was caught the first week of December. Okay. He opened at seventeen to one to score a touchdown. So okay, fine, whatever. And every day this week it's gone down and it's now seven to one. That falls in the I'm not sure I'm I'm not gonna play that, but I'm saying what that falls in the, the category of somebody knows something. Really? Why is a guy who hadn't caught a pa- a pass in almost two months number to score a darn touchdown in the Super Bowl falling like a rock? There's something going on there. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> You know, All right, good. What I'm was it? What was the? One, but yeah, it's an interesting one if you still could see it up in the teens. But that was my props. All right, what was the fight? Oh, just how they were? No, they were just battling. They were. Oh, they were going over all the 5,000 of these props to which it just completely disgusted Mrs. X, who had to just leave the room. <laughs> really? Because she wanted to be involved in, you know, her son visiting, and all they wanted to do was talk about cross-sport basketball football props. So. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So she just wanted to, to, to be with her son. How's, how's school going? How's everything? Here's your girlfriend. He's like, Mom, I'm working yeah. on this. Man U goals versus Goddard catches. Jesus. Yeah. Come on. And by the way, one other quick one. I'm sorry. I know it's time to roll. But, you know, last year um, on this, I gave two things that I recall on the show. I gave Cooper Cup to go over in his yards. It was like 95. And I gave you a huge long shot of Cup at the MVP. He won the MVP, and he, even though he went under in his yards. Wow. Well, there you go. All right. As always, only bet as much as you can afford to win. Winning is nice. Getting paid is even nicer. It's the only game. It's the last game. Please don't go too hard. There will be a season next year, and they will accept wagers on it. And if you have a ticket, if you have two tickets, you know, let me know. <laughs> For $100. Mrs. X and I don't have to sit together. We just yes. <laughs> Okay. All right, Mr. All right. X, good luck. We'll talk to you next week. Right. Take care. See you, bud. I'll end on this today, and I try not to come off as sounding petty or bitter or jealous or better yet, envious. Jealous? No. It's envy. Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, two of the highest paid pundits on television in the entire sports sphere. Their opinions on all things sports are supposed to be the gold standard, right? And yet, things like this happen, and I say to myself, <laughs> does anybody listen to this? And is anyone going to go, hey, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Colin Cowherd, when Kyrie Irving said, I want to be traded, said, don't go into business with unstable business partners. In other words, I wouldn't get in there with Kyrie Irving. Then as soon as he gets traded to the Mavericks, Colin Cowherd says, I think he's going to work with Luca. I think it's going to work immediately. <laughs> like literally one day apart. Is anyone else seeing this? I mean, come on. Don't get into business with unstable business partners. Oh, I think it's going to be great with Kyrie and Luca together. Does he not think that people remember or that the internet is a thing? 
They pay him a lot of money for that contradictory opinionating. And then there was this, uh, Stephen A. Smith and Jay Williams either have a legitimate beef brewing on first take or it's just a work and I'm a sucker. But this devolved into one of the funniest, closest approximations of what I have derisively said when I talk about these shows like PTI first take, facts versus volume, did to, did not, yes, no, like that kind of thing. It came real close to hitting it on the head. Take a listen. What I would ask you is do me a favor. Stop telling us what you find interesting and just tell us what you feel. No, my job you, is you, to you, be you say You say, I find it interesting. You always say that. Say what you're saying. <laughs> what are you saying? What did I just say? What are you saying? It seemed, what am I saying? I just said what I'm saying, Stephen A. Which is? And I'm not allowed to say what I find interesting. Of course you are. But like, once again, of you course, I invite you person. on the show to you say lay- what's interesting. He thinks you're too preoccupied with Kyrie, too hard on Kyrie. Did I Bridget Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. Watch this. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I weeks? Don't seem to, I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's I'm always triggered. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. I've seen you. No, I no, watch no your problem. show every so, day. So what right, do you I'll- I'll- <laughs> No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. That could be the new name of the ESPN show. Yes, you are versus no, I'm not. Football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few weeks? I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. I've seen you. No, I no, watch no your problem. show every so, day. So what right, do you, are I we work talking with about you? Kyrie or is this personal? It seems I, personal. I don't want- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to workshop that show. I think there's gold in that. I just need a new personality because at some point, the next generation of Colin Cowherd and Stephen A. Smith have to be coming up in the wings. Who will be the next five to $10 million sports pundit. They ain't going to be this old dog. And I've accepted that. Doesn't sound like it. Eh, well, you know. Go go sit on a cactus. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great Thursday. Tomorrow, you are looking live at Super Bowl 57. Me, Scott, and Solly, the band is back together again. And we will see you if you're a subscriber to Fridays. Go to zabe.com slash premium to subscribe. You get, look at what you get. You get Fridays, the best show of the week, the original gang back together again. No commercials. It's a mere $5 a month supports the podcast. And if you buy it for a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11. If you want to go month to month, you can cancel anytime. I'm not going to keep your money. Thank you for all who support Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time. Yes, I do.
Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.